Welcome to Unethical Podcast. I turned off the uh, recording in progress voice that Richard can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> Stuck on that, Richard. Yeah. That's what you get. Being a dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it. That's true. It's kind of what we hired him for. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If nobody liked him, he wouldn't still be here, probably. <laughs> Love you, dude. <laughs> Love you, Dick. The big D. <laughs> so, you listeners, you're probably wondering, what are we doing here? Yeah. We just released an episode. Why are we back? I'll tell you why. Because nobody will shut the fuck up about Gabby Petito. And we like not shutting the fuck up. So here we are. You're really good at not shutting up. (laughs) It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what brings us here today. Hi. Hello. Tally joining. I've never seen a case with the exception of maybe um, Casey Anthony that exploded the internet the way that the Gabby Petito case has. And I don't understand why. It's not a particularly unique case. Like, it is ultimately a domestic case. I guess it's sort of like uh, Susan Powell. Yeah, yeah. What I think, you know, the main attraction is, is that they they were on their, on a dream that, a lot of young people have and they were doing it they were doing the damn thing and tragedy struck on you know the trip of a lifetime so to so to say um so i think that may be the main attraction and also you know she is a pretty blonde white girl yeah pretty middle class may not have a lot to do with it white low risk yes and her father What about her father? Uh, he took to the internet by storm. I mean, he rattled the media's cage from, I think, September 1st. Is that correct? That's when they, well, she was reported missing September things... 11th. So it would have been okay. Uh, slightly after. I think he Rattling. released his first statement September 14th. Yeah. So squeaky wheels get the grease. Yeah. And, I'm in a new setup, that's, so I that's keep hitting important my to mic. know. My bad. Try oh, not to do that. That's okay. <laughs> I talk with my hands like an Italian, which I am not. I think that part oh, of this fooled me. Did I? Yes, I'm. I'm um, hairy, and I cook a mean spaghetti. So, you know, volume two. That's true. <laughs> volume says Italian. That's true. <laughs> They're kind of always yelling. I am a yeller. <laughs> It's tr- our second episode. One of our listeners was like, 
just you know you yell too much and I was like yeah I'll try to stop I don't you're noticing it more now because you're editing though right you're like damn Celeste is fucking loud yeah me too man yeah (laughs) me too I like your energy though for sure (laughs) when I get excited about things I will uh I'll yell (laughs) my volume definitely raises and I got you know some powerful lungs so absolutely the more social podcasts it's like less control of the volume it's just one dude talking into a mic he's like aware and has his distance set up but it's like I'm not gonna like sit back here when I'm like excited about something and then like come in here when I'm serious about something like fuck that that's what editing is for yep exactly I don't want to be thinking about my body language when I'm trying to produce content god damn it but I think a part of this is she's um she's like a like a puppy she's so adorable she looks like she's like 13 yes she's itty bitty Mm -hmm. and she's like like low risk she's a really low risk victim which is scary for people because they think you know they're safe as long as they're like middle class or or white or whatever right so this is interesting, mm-hmm. but doesn't matter your class or your race. No one's safe from domestic violence. It's that, that is absolutely true. Yep. It is a lot more common than people want to think or believe, but it's true. It happens more often than we know. Yeah. It's one of those things that just breaks every single barrier as far as violent crime. It's domestic violence. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about this case is that it's not your typical domestic violence situation. It was a back and forth of domestic violence. Uh, as far as physical proof, we only have proof that that uh, Brian Laundry was injured by Gabby Petito. We don't have any proof. He obviously had enough self-control that he never left any marks on her. But witnesses saw him being physically violent towards her. So it did happen. But it sounds like he was a little more in control than she was. But that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Definitely sounds like she was kind of on a cycle. Maybe maybe uh, in the discarded stage at that point. Um, Because that's what it is. It's idealization, devaluation, discarding. And it just keeps happening. As soon as you say... You know, like I've had enough. The victim says, uh, I've had enough. Then they start graveling again and treating you like you're, you matter, that you're important. And then just it just keeps going like that. There was, oh my God, I'm hitting my mic. There was that here, a friends of, of Gabby and uh, Brian said that he would, he would get really jealous like very jealous of of any time that she wasn't around him, basically. And there was one friend who said that he stole her ID because she was going to be going out to a bar with a friend of hers. And he took her ID out of her wallet and didn't tell her to keep her from being able to go inside the bar. But the same friends were like, but he cooked her breakfast every morning. So it's like the night before he's saying, Mm -hmm. you can't go out. I don't want you to leave the house. And he's, you know, quote unquote, apologizing the next morning by cooking her breakfast right and based on how many breakfasts and also they saw, that's, that's a lot 
that's a lot of abuse. Sure, sure. And that is, I I would say that's a control move mm. on his part to take her. I don't, you don't take people's belongings. You, that's common knowledge upon adults, is it not? That's common knowledge use... in kindergarten, man. That is part of the curriculum in kindergarten. You don't take other yeah. people's shit. Exactly. Don't touch it. So. Naturally, my cough is back Dance. at the most inconvenient time. <laughs> it's all good. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Not taking people's shit. Oh, right. And then, and then, of course, she's mad at him in that scenario, right? Who knows what his excuses were to that or how he's even explaining his way out of it? Because I'm telling you, narcissists have their way of keeping you exactly where they want you. And I just feel that she may have been riding this wave with him and very vicious. And then, you know, making breakfast in the morning. I mean, girls love food. Oh, hell yeah. Girls love food. Most like a ton of their videos from their vacation were them eating food was something that they bonded over yep like they had like a help that seems food was part of their relationship and it seemed like it was like health conscious foods and stuff too so yeah well you saw there was the one video on their youtube channel where she was making breakfast and then she was she took some of his granola which had chocolate in it right and they were sort of I found that very like passive aggressive of her about the granola she's like ha yeah you le- you left it in a clear container in Utah in the sun and it was kind of like rude the way that she like pecked at him a little bit but uh but at the same time his behavior like if you watch his reaction to it he just it rolls off his shoulder you know he doesn't get tense he doesn't like walk away it just rolls off his shoulder and he's chuckling along like either he's a very talented yeah, actor. I think they're both giggling yeah but the way that she did it was rude honestly it was rude but it was like the camera is in front of you sure but there's no people in front of you and like it takes a different kind of self-awareness to be self-aware in front of like something that can be deleted you know sure so whether that yeah I get that whether he's usually typically kind of rolls off his shoulder and that would indicate that he's like explosive, you know, but maybe it's just, or it he wasn't. was aware of the camera. Yeah, exactly. So those are the two possibilities here. Either he's a really good actor or he's one of those people that like is super passive until he explodes. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is all speculation folks, by the way, we have, we're not professionals. Right. We don't know any more than anybody else does, but. It's interesting to... But this is important to talk about. This is, I mean, this is dating violence and it is real. It exists. So it's time we bring awareness and we talk about it. We talk through it. It's important to bring help, up. you know, others with questions to, you know, yeah, have a little clarity. Mm-hmm. Well, for anybody who doesn't know this case super well, I'll give you like some quick highlights before we keep going because we've already talked about. God damn it. Get out of the way, Mike. 
Uh, we've already talked about a few things, but so Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry, they'd been together on and off since 2015. Okay. So they actually were broken up for several months in 2016. That was their longest time apart. And they had been together without breaking up since 2019. Uh, in July, 2020, um, no, in March. Oh shit. No. Yes. Sorry. July, 2020, he proposed to her. She said yes, but they called off the engagement in mid-2021 because they felt that they were too young. And I assume because they wanted to pour all of any money that they may have thought about putting towards a wedding into this cross-country trip that they were going to take in this van that they converted into a small living space. So it was like a little apartment. It had a little kitchen, had a bed in it. It was very cute. She obviously put a lot of thought into the aesthetic because of her, because of them starting a vlog so it i assume was very expensive just by looking at it yeah she seemed very free-spirited so i can understand how the two of them um came to a very mature decision to do something life-changing rather than something you know that might not stick yeah that makes sense go travel rather than settle down right away because that's becoming more and more uncommon these days anyways because mm. you know to settle down right after high school right after college and everything like that people are getting married later having kids later mm-hmm. yeah and like tiny house living and mobile living is becoming quite a fad these days and I think it's great I think a lot of people should travel while they're young because it gives you really good perspectives on things. But, and it also, you know, then you you don't reach a point in your mid twenties when you feel like you've wasted your youth either, which is a horrible feeling to have as somebody who just recently got past my mid twenties. <laughs> so it's, I think it's good all around and they seemed on paper like they were perfect for each other really. Well, not paper, but on video, there's not a lot of information about them really before this. But I mean, even just the videos you do watch, you know, in the body cam video, we found out she used to work at like a juice bar, right? So she's health conscious. She's obviously, um, I don't know exactly what the word is, like kind of like a hipster, you know, like juice bars are kind of this like snooty kind of hipster thing. But she used to work at a juice bar and now she's, she wants to go live her dream of driving across the country in a van. Meanwhile, he's the kind of guy that, you know, gets up and does yoga first thing in the morning that we learned from his videos. So they just, they seem like they have very complimentary personalities and also very chill personalities. Both of them are very soft-spoken. And Mm -hmm. yes, yes. That's like another thing about Gabby is she's, you know, how you said, you know, just her very, her likeness. A lot of it was in her voice. Like she had a very, very sweet voice. Did you watch Walking Dead? Yes. She reminds me so much of Beth. Yes. Oh, Beth, the singer. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. The little lady. Right. It reminds me a lot of her. Yeah. Very, very cute, very blonde, very little, but like soft spoken and kind of non-threatening until tough. she's threatening, you know? Sure. Yep. But tough. She can probably handle her own. Well, yeah, well, I mean, how we all can handle our own. We all, we all have limits people everyone's vulnerable in this world to one thing or another so 
you know, at this point, we don't even know what happened. So. Right. But they look great together. They seem great together. They seem like a genuinely beautiful social media couple. Uh Like you've seen a million times before. But exactly. But you only highlight the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Same with. um, uh, I'm sorry, Shanann. Was that her name or Shanann Watts? Shanann Watts. Yeah. Yeah. All you saw was good stuff in their videos. Yeah, though these two even though are... even though his personality was so strange in all of the videos, Chris Watts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're very they're very similar. The parallels between these two cases are really crazy, uh, and a lot of people have pointed that out. And like the okay. the innocent face of a monster kind of thing. I don't know if I necessarily feel that that Brian Laundrie is a monster. I don't, I don't think that this was something that he planned to do or that he did for some selfish reason. I think that he genuinely just had a complete lack of emotional maturity. And also he, you know, he wasn't wired, right. He was wired more towards uh, impulse control problems. And I think that this was just, even if it was murder, it was still an accident which is very different from Chris Watts or just not intentional. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think that he ever wanted to hurt her. I don't think you can just like, you know, I don't think you can just like swing a rocket. Someone said, we don't know what happened. I'm speculating, mm-hmm. but you can't just like swing a rocket. Someone's head and be like, that was an accident. It's just involuntary. Not yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, there you go. Exactly. So, you know, it's, I don't know. You accidentally, like you accidentally rear end someone. Right. Like I still put my foot on the gas, but it was an accident. Right. So. Right. um, Oh, my gosh. My Internet's being crazy. Your camera's doing the ghost in the machine thing again. We're a mess. Ah. (laughs) Um, Is it fixed? (laughs) I don't know. You're gone now, man. You're gone. Oh. (laughs) What button is it? On the bright side, my Internet signal is much better now. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay how's that that's good you're good okay okay so yeah i mean on paper they look really good and it's the fact that they're really soft-spoken is the weirdest thing to me like they don't seem like either of them has the ability to be like aggressive it could have been a facade just to keep the keep the uh, escalation from happening. You know, I mean, eventually it led to. I think her being charged with something. I don't think she was ever charged with anything. She may have been charged with a misdemeanor, but I don't think she ever was. I think they were oh, just okay. ordered to be separated for that 24 hour period. And that was bad. OK, but um. It's interesting to me that Brian does yoga because there's like a ton of health benefits to yoga, but yoga is great for learning self-regulation, which is ideal for people who have anger problems. That's all speculation, but I it's wonder. Also good. It's also good if you want a lot of upper body strength. That's true, but he wasn't, he wasn't super super jacked 
built. No, not at all. No, he wasn't scrawny or anything. Not he at definitely all. wasn't like very. He wasn't. Um, he was toned. He wasn't. What's the word? Like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he wasn't a bodybuilder, but he also like you can tell he wasn't like vain about. Yeah. Like you can just tell he wasn't a vain guy. He he wore like dirty t-shirts and like he did baggy work, baggy clothes out of time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he may have gotten into yoga for a bunch of different reasons, but I wonder if it had anything to do with self-regulation. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, that I noticed is they make each other laugh so much and not in a fake way. Like it's genuine, it's genuine laughter. Like they're genuinely having a great time together. And both of them are funny. They're witty. Both of them are, but, um, it, like all their videos where they're like kissing and smiling and posing for the camera, they, you know, you can fake that easily enough, but the way that they laugh together is so genuine. Which made me sad a little bit. Right. You know, the love was probably real. It's hard to imagine it as as someone who's never been a victim, but I can't imagine what it would be like to actually genuinely be in love with someone that hurts you. It sucks. It really, really sucks because the, you know, the cycle you're in all of a sudden, you know, everything's your fault. You did, you know, they don't want to be around you was my case. Uh, My ex would steal my car uh, because he didn't have one. What a guy fucking 30 why years would, old and didn't have a car. Why would he get one, right? He had you right where he wanted you. He could take yours. Exactly. So that was his way of keeping me in place and, you know, probably a, probably a decent way to go cheat on me, which I found out later was true. Well, but, you know, same, different scenario, but same cycle. You know, the next day he's like, oh, you know, you, you just, you wouldn't calm down. So I had to leave and da, 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 da. But I mean, he ripped the car keys from my hand because I was like, do not take my property, but that doesn't stop a six foot something, 200 something pound dude. On that same vein with this story, um, there was an incident where where um the the van they had it was under Gabby's name it was Gabby's van right so oh, yeah so there was an incident where Brian had locked her out of the, her van and he was inside the van right and she is like his according to the wit- the witnesses or the uh, this actually might have been a police report she was hysterically trying to climb in through the window like she genuinely believed that he was going to leave her there. What was, why was she locked out? He said, you need to calm down. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, just like what you said, he said, you're, I need you. We need to put space between us because you need to calm down. Yep. And then allegedly, like it was... according to the report, or... she was hitting him because She didn't want the distance between them. She didn't want them to be separated. Even if it was just she's outside the van and he's in it. She like 
she had wow. such severe abandonment issues with him because he did have a habit of abandoning her. He um, he left the engagement. He was the one who called it off. He left her for five days on the road trip because he had to go home and take care of some business. He left her alone for five days. Um, and uh, he he left her when they got separated, when she had to stay with the van, when he had to go to the hotel. You know, um, both of them did say that they didn't want that. But still, she she had like severe attachment to him. She was so afraid of him abandoning her. And I assume based on her reaction that this wouldn't be the first time that he's left her somewhere and driven away. Oh, I didn't even think of that. She thought he was going to actually take off well, with everything. He did do that, apparently. I, I, wow. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but there was a report where he did do that. He took the van and he left her there. So Wow. Okay. Um, so that kind of changes the scenario a little bit. I would feel the same way. I would want to get back in. I would just want to be in it, you know, just in case he took off. Like, what would I do? But knowing what I know now and actually getting out of a domestic violence situation safely, um, I would have. Was there people around when this was going on? Yeah, there were witnesses that called the police. I would have and like come here come here you know i would have looked directly at somebody and said come here and help me because this isn't the first time you know but that's just me speculating on what i would have done with the knowledge that i have now that i did not have back when i don't think that her issue was him stealing her car or like leaving with her van i just i genuinely think her issue was that she didn't want to be away from him she had a mm. she had problems being away from him like she was that dependent and that's well that's another thing narcissists do is they make you want you know they make you dependent somehow some way like you need me because this or you need to be with me because of this Mm -hmm. yeah and it would be hard in that situation too because you know he's pulling this this like hard power move where this is your property and he's keeping you out of your property and there's a very real possibility that he may leave and your property is going to go with him and so you're attached mm-hmm. to him all of your stuff your physical possessions that you're attached to are within the vehicle that he is in too i imagine that would be so much stress and they were away from home so it'd be even more stress like this is um the police called her manic they said of the incident when they came and filled out a report that she was behaving manically which to me this seems like a very reasonable reaction just from the perspective of that's my car fucker doesn't seem manic to me you know yeah it seems like a strong independent woman wanting to be heard well i don't even know if she had like her phone in her hand or anything like her only life in the car might have been in the car yeah it's like, we don't know, right? There's a lot of things about that mm-hmm. whole situation that's super fucked up of him. Okay. So. Oh, that gives me goose flesh. Yeah. Goosebumps. It's, it's definitely fucked up. The hardest thing about it, though, is that Gabby never had a scratch on her. She never had a mark on her. 
you know, um, the autopsy is not back. So sure, it's possible she had marks somewhere that you couldn't see him. But uh, she he was in so much control that he knew better than to leave marks on her. But she wasn't, you know, and so she left mm-hmm. so many marks on him. But it doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter now. He'd come back and and been like, it was an accident. Like she was, she was hurting me. She was scratching me. She was, you know, doing whatever to me. Uh, and I just I needed to get her off or whatever. And accidents happen. If he'd come back and said that right away, you know, things might have been different. People might have even believed him because all the physical proof is on him. Mm-hmm. But it's too late. The second he came back and went quiet, it's too late, fucker. Like. You're done, man. In the court of public opinion, you're already guilty. Which is why I genuinely think he's dead. Yeah. I do. At the hands of someone? Him. Or do you think he found a nice tree? Yeah. Yep. I think Went, he found a nice early. tree to go hang out at. I think he checked out yeah. early. I think so, too. I I do believe so, too. Especially just like a walk. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. <clears throat> But that's just my opinion. We'll we'll talk about his parents a little bit though, because there's some evidence there that oh, awesome. he's not dead. But I think he is. Mm. I just think okay. that his parents, you know, they're protecting their kid or whatever, but they're like, I don't know, man. If my son killed his girlfriend, I might be kind of okay with it. Hard to say. <laughs> they knew her too. They were together six years. I don't think so. They knew her well. So, yeah, you never know. I, I mean, we should probably, you know, just say um, like my heart definitely goes out to Gabby and her family and friends for sure. Like this is tragic as tragic can get. And I'm, I'm so sorry that this happened to y'all. Um, you know, we just we just want to make sure that Gabby's name stays out there for you. This is important to us to bring awareness to this absolute tragedy of life events that happens to so many young people. And most of the time they don't even know they're being abused until long after it's over or far too late. Well, uh, what's interesting I think about that is that, you know, physically she's obviously no threat to him. And allowing him or allowing her to to retaliate, to hit him, to lash out is going to uh, instill in her that she's not a she's not the victim. Right. You know, it may even make her feel guilty, which is good for him. In fact, she she did feel guilty in the body cam footage. She she was talking to him like over the cop's shoulder and she's saying, I'm sorry, I'm so mean. Mm-hmm. So, but could that could that just be a thought that he put in her head? Exactly. Over and over and over again. Exactly. Because I tell you what, I didn't know who I was until you know I left my shitty situation. I thought I was just a really really dumb fat piece of shit. That didn't deserve much. I mean, because that's what I was told over and over and over again every single day. You know, until I was told how loved I am and how amazing I was in nearly the same breath. Mm-hmm. A lot 
of her formative years were spent with him. So a lot of her personal development is based on her experiences with him. You know? Yep. That would have a lot to do with it as well. And there's a big difference between, you know, escaping an abusive relationship and having an on and off again abusive relationship. I had a thought, but I lost it. You cough it out? (laughs) I guess. It's just mist in the air now. It'll come back. Don't worry. It all comes back around again. But, um, yeah, the fact that they were on again, off again, like, she never, like, fully escaped from that relationship. And I'm sure, you know, if this situation is what people are speculating it is, he was well aware of that. Sure. but um yeah so so them they're on their cross-country uh tour right so while they're doing this gabby's goal is to start a vlog and i believe a blog also and then you know a website right so she's building a website while they're on the road so the website, for example, right now has a note that says uh, we're out of Wi-Fi, like to be continued kind of thing. So she's building it while they're on the move. Oh. Uh, it never ended up being finished. If you go to the website now and that website is uh, www.nomadicstatic.static, S-T-A-C-I-K. Uh, it's, it's got a little, a very cute little illustration of like their silhouettes in front of the van. Like, this was going to be huge for her. This was going to be, like, what unethical podcast is to us. So, but it never ended up being finished, which is unfortunate. They left They left on their traveling on July 2nd. And then between July 4th and July 31st, they were posting on Instagram the entire time. So, the posts were all normal and happy, but the posts gradually got further apart in that time period. So there was a bigger hiatus between posts. Um, the Instagrams are kind of interesting and telling, I think. Her Instagram, all the photos that she posted, almost all of them were of her. Um, the ones that weren't of her were of her and him. And there was a few of those. But most of them were her wherever they were traveling. His Instagram is different, though. His Instagram is all pictures of them. Like, there's a few that are just him, but most of them are pictures of the both of them. And some of them are just of the scenery, and none of hers are just of the scenery, which I think is interesting, and it's indicative of his jealousy. He's like, this, like, we are an us, where she's like, I am a me. Right? And this is, yeah, this is a journey that I've wanted to take. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, together, but... But it was about her reports say that he actually wasn't super into the idea. He just kind of did it because she wanted to. Oh, that's just even more heartbreaking. Well, my heart's in four pieces. Yeah. uh, According to the body cam footage from when they were pulled over, he, he would tell her all the time that she couldn't do it. She couldn't make her website, you know, work for her. She couldn't create this social media channel. Right. She was, he was big on, you can't do it. This isn't going to turn into anything. So that's disheartening. 
I wasn't super supportive. And I think all that comes down to he is jealous of the time that she is dedicating to this new thing. And he wants her attention to be on him. And the attention that she's getting from people he doesn't even know. The, you know, people on the internet. That probably was a big trigger. I think so. To use it lightly, to use the word lightly, excuse me. For him, you know, a trigger is usually something a victim experiences for, you know, <laughs> but I don't know what the bad right. guy feels, <laughs> whether or not he's the bad guy. It's, also <laughs> reason, but it's not a trigger, man. It's like a, sure. I don't know, like an irritant, like an eyelash, like, I- like a match. Yeah. Exactly. It's the match that lights the fuse. Okay. So um, Brian's Instagram, I thought this was kind of interesting. His caption says, bug bites are better than being brainwashed by the media. Oh, that's telling. So I guess he he like, he wanted to be like more off grid than maybe she wanted. Sure. That seems like a very like polar opposite vibe yeah then look at me in my travel vlog and yeah don't leave granola and chocolate in your van in utah (laughs) in a clear container in the sun (laughs) hashtag pro tip advice (laughs) hashtag all the hashtags hashtag van life that was their hashtag yeah not very girl interrupted man yeah so, um, yeah, like I said, the friends said that the relationship with Brian could be controlling and that they would fight. The friends called their fighting normal, though. Um, but I think stealing someone's ID is super not normal. Personally, but no one ever saw physical violence between the two, like no friends, no family, no one ever saw it. Well, I mean, we can assume that probably some people did because so many eyewitnesses saw it while they were traveling after this became a huge sensation. I imagine quite a few people probably saw it when he thought no one who mattered was watching. Right. And maybe they just didn't, you know, maybe they were just minding their own business. The the bystander effect. Don't get involved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, I think we've all been there. I praise that 911 caller. Is that what prompted the um, squad to follow the van? It is. Yeah. That man who called 911. That's. Yeah. That's, that is how they got pulled over. It is. Was from the 911 call. Yeah. Because okay. he knew the make of the van, which was really helpful. And he also had the license plate, which is how they know for certain that this 911 call was, in fact, about them. So this was the first time and the only time that anyone outright stated that he hit her because the 911 audio he explicitly states he was hitting her in the car then they got out and he was hitting her on the street and then they got up and and there they got back in the car and they left and so this i believe was the incident when she was trying to get back in the van and he wouldn't let her in so. huh. and that's why they were fighting you know again this is hitting you know it it sometimes Sometimes people who call 911 will like increase the drama of it because they feel like the police might not respond otherwise. And so 
it is, you know, we can't say for sure that he even was actually hitting her. It's possible she was hitting him. We know she was. He had fresh bleeding welds and and he was just pushing her off or whatever, right? We can't for sure say that he was hitting her. And I think based on all the evidence, I really don't think that he was. I think he was laying hands on her, but I genuinely don't think he would hit her out in the open like that. So, but either way, that is what prompted them to pull her over. She pulled him over, right? He hits a curb while they're following on the body cam footage. And that's when they were like, oh boy. So she's crying and he's normal, man, calm, charming. But the body language, um, the body language expert said that his body language indicated that he was uh, nervous, intimidated by the police. So under duress of some sort. Yeah. Did you watch the body cam footage? I know it's long. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a weird situation for sure. I mean, the I think the police did the best they could in that situation for sure. Um, mm, at least kept her safe for one more night. Well, at the time, they had no back. Whenever, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, what more could they really do? They couldn't do much. At the moment? But also, um, a lot of the times when they get called to domestic violence situations, um, one or both parties get arrested. So it doesn't even matter who the aggressor is. Half the time, it's just... Mm-hmm. what's told at the time in this situation i thought it was interesting that none of them actually asked him if he was hitting her they just saw the marks on him and immediately were like oh she was hitting him end of story that being said they then did nothing about it which kind of it's kind of just a shitty statement about how law enforcement treats men in domestic abuse situations in the first place but you know the call was because he was hitting her, but they never addressed that. They just immediately huh. jump right to we in, in, I think in the, in the body cam footage, the police officer said, we have no choice, but to report this uh, in this situation, even though you don't want to press charges against her is what he said. But then he was like, Oh, which I don't even think is accurate because they didn't actually witness it happen. Yeah, I know. And he was like, we're just going to let it go. So in that situation, it's kind of like, well, he's covered in injuries. You know, you, I think in that situation, you really should have a duty to, uh, you know, arrest her. Investigate. Yeah. More. Yeah. Something. Not what you did. Right. But they didn't. They yeah. said it wasn't a crime. The quote from the report was it was a. Um, oh. I can't remember the exact quote. It was a mental issue, basically. This is not a crime. It's a yeah. mental and issue. They, and they lab- labeled it like a civil matter, not a domestic. So yeah, so it, it didn't was, get is bullshit. Honestly, escalated at all. Yeah. Really yeah, was. I didn't realize that the nine one one call is what prompted them to get pulled over. I thought them hitting the curb. They were following was them, just yeah. like. I see. Okay, so that kind of changes my viewpoint now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Knowing knowing that, I did not realize 
it was that correlated that they had that information going into the pullover it changes things yes yes it does but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't come across like i never would have figured that they were pulled over for anything in the first place except for driving erratically they never address what what they were there for in the first place but it's such a an important factor here were you hitting her or for her to say or for even to ask her was he hitting you right they never asked they actually might have i don't remember 100 percent. they might have asked her but i i don't oh yes they they did and she was like nope not at all no but i mean exactly you cover you cover for people you're dependent on exactly right so it i don't know man and you cover for the people you love whether it's toxic or not mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's awful it's it's sad yeah and this actually this incident was the beginning of everything everything was basically right. quiet there's no issues that come up in texts or anything uh her mother did say that uh over time the texts indicated that there was more tension but two people living in a van like, I don't care how much I love you, that you're going to get on my nerves. That was a tiny, tiny bed. It was. I would have I would have had issues. <laughs> even like even going from a, a truck to a or a van to a tent isn't an improvement. No, exactly. Like, that's really like tiny. my husband calls me the anti cuddler because like <laughs> I'm like, I'm hot. Get off of me. <laughs> I'm the same way in my only life. I'm like, I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> In my only long-term relationship, I had my own bed. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. no, sorry, dude. I'm down to hang out, but when it's time to sleep, I am not, I don't want to be in the same bed as you, dude. Normalize yeah. it, damn it. We have different blankets because I have a weighted blanket and he just has like a regular old comforter. A weighted blanket sounds horrible. <laughs> oh. I don't even move all night. Like I wake up in the same position I fell asleep in. I'm just like, yes. Doesn't it get so this hot? Is life. <laughs> they seem like they would get no, so hot. No, well, I'm just always cold. So oh, I'm the opposite. I have like sheets that like stay cold all night. I have like a gel cooling pillow. I sleep with like mm. an air conditioner pointed right at me. Like I'm always yeah. hot. <sighs> but yeah, so this is the beginning of everything. Really, no incidences up till now, and then everything afterwards is basically like it happens really quickly. And this is August twelfth. Yes, correct. So, um, between July thirty first and August twelfth, uh, neither of them uh, had posted anything. There was a complete total hiatus from posting, which was interesting. But um, it's possible that that's just because Gabby was really focused on the website or uh, or the making the video because the video was posted the channel itself was launched on august 19th so it's possible she was just busy working away at that you can tell she put a lot of effort into it so but yeah that was seven days after they were pulled over right so definitely telling a different story but Okay. Her sights were still the same, it seems, mm-hmm. you know. This is the beginning. Like the focus never shifted. 
Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's sad. She's she posted literally. This is the beginning of our journey together. Right when it was just days away from the end of their journey together and her journey at all. It's it's yeah. brutal. Very brutal. Yeah. So I imagine, you know, it's. You know, their journey up you know, from the East coast to the, to the West, right. Is what the website is about. Well, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think, I don't know if they were traveling in like a, in like a circle in like a line, I don't know, national national parks, I think were there where they were trying to go. They were trying to camp in like every national park, but yeah. No, he's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to make sure that sound wasn't him like dying. So, uh, let me see. Is there anything else in the video that I wanted to mention? So, uh, yeah. So for anybody who didn't watch the the dash cam footage, um, he like didn't want any charges against her. They both adamantly were like, we don't want to be separated. But ultimately they were like, you have to spend the night apart. So Gabby left in the van and he was checked into a hotel where they spent the night apart. Uh, and so that that was the end of it. That was the end of the entire incident. So Okay. And she was already crying when the officer went to the window? Yes, and she cried the entire time. Because okay. he went up to the vehicle, he pulled her out to talk to her, and then he was like, let's get you in the back of my cruiser. You can sit in the AC while we go and we talk to your boyfriend. And then they talk to him and he's calm, he's chill, and she's in the back, she's crying, she's doing whatever. So, but they separate her and she, like, neither of them wanted it, but both of them were like, okay, like, sure, this is what we'll do. That's fine. Um, he kept having to tell her, you're not in any trouble, you're not in any trouble, you're not in any trouble, which seems bold to me for him to say that, um, given the situation. But because he put her in the back of the car and he's like, you're not in any hit. trouble, but that you're not, that's not why I'm putting you in the car. It's not because you're in trouble, but they hadn't even talked to him about all the bruises and shit that he had. So it's kind of bold of him to automatically. Yeah. Well, just the be reason like, that you're fine. Usually when they separate you is to corroborate your stories. Well, and to make it's sure to ask he has you no separately about her, over her. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, so that they can ask the question separately, get the answers and then go through it and see what the loopholes are and what they think is going on. Um, and I remember what I was going to say um, with this vicious cycle of domestic violence, um, the victim and the abuser both tend to pick up habits. We are creatures of habit anyway. So there's always like habits involved, right? So you develop defense mechanisms. So you are prepared for when it's going to happen again. So I think that maybe because there was outside sources in this situation, particularly uh, uh, when they got pulled over, that her senses were just really heightened and she couldn't put it together. And um, her normal habits were now broken. So who knows? Are you okay? I'm still here. And my cat's (laughs) being a fuckhead. He pulled okay. the computer, the camera right off the computer. <laughs> Jeez. 
I'm guessing it's pot pie. You are correct. <laughs> well, I don't remember where I was going with that, but you know, so her her normal defense mechanisms were interrupted and she was just basically having a breakdown. And yeah, the fact that they didn't the police didn't even address the actual reason they were pulled over in the first place. I mean, besides hitting the curb, right? That's basically what they chalked it up to by the end. Yeah, basically. That's like Okay. You were driving like and they were speeding too. They're going 45 and like a 15. And he was driving. Ooh. Well, why didn't he get ticketed? That's a ticket. That's sure. That's 100% a ticket. Sorry for all the background noise, people. 100 bucks for speeding like that. Utah, of all places, too? Hey, welcome back. <laughs> okay. Don't. No, go away. Asshole. I feel like laws in Utah. Well, okay. Never. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> uh, all of the people in Utah are going to side with the dude. <laughs> yep. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. But they didn't really. I mean, they kind of did. But anyway, doesn't matter. Oh, there was another thing about. Oh, yes. I did want to want to bring up. She never or he, Brian, never once defended her or even like asked if she was okay like he he Mm. didn't seem concerned about like checking to make sure because they both said she had severe anxiety both of them said quote i have gabby has severe anxiety but at no point did he like make sure that she wasn't like having a panic attack he didn't ask about her at all he was just like nervous and like like physically nervous but like verbally like cool right right which i thought was really interesting he was like too focused well they asked him why like why he was hyper didn't they the police they're like why are you so hyper today like do you use drugs i don't remember that hard jesus christ you fuckheads knock it off (laughs) popeye go away um and then that's when he's like no we don't drink we don't do yeah. drugs or anything i do remember and then that. they asked gabby the same thing she said we don't drink we don't do drugs didn't she say he doesn't drink no she said neither of us drink at all oh i i thought uh he like the, the police officer was like oh well has he been drinking and she was like no yeah. he doesn't drink but maybe i heard it wrong i think she said neither of us drink at all yeah okay yeah. So, but yeah, like he was, I think he was like so focused on not oversharing that he just like she was kind of out of sight, out of mind. Right. Yeah. But isn't that telling, you know? Oh, very. That's very. But even if he really, like, even if there wasn't really anything to say, it's just about control at the end of the day. Well, and you want to, you want to show, portray to the outside world that everything's fine so of course you're going to stay cool calm and collected and everybody yeah everybody's heart rate goes up a bit when they're pulled over you know it's just when they're pulled over man i drive past a cop and i'm like am i breaking the law like i have to be (laughs) you know it's in the u.s i read somewhere i don't remember where but it seemed reliable enough (laughs) 
that the average person commits like one to four felonies a day and don't even realize it. And I'm like, what could they even be? I didn't choose the thug life. Thug life chose me. <laughs> thug life. Drop the tea, son. Bring it here. COVID. I will rub elbows with you. That's what we're supposed okay. to do. Well, we're vaccinated. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Hug wearing masks. Oh, <laughs> so romantic. Okay. <laughs> we'll run from each terminal at each other at the airport. Buddy, my knees hurt when it rains. I'm not running anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Give me a scooter. Give me a scooter and I'll like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> What are they called? A rascal. Give me a rascal. I'll rascal my way over to you while, while chariots of fire plays. <laughs> yep. And I'll just jump in the basket and we'll ride away in the sunset together. <laughs> Leaving Richard and Christy just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have their own whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll Dagger. be like Richard walking up to Christy and going, holy fuck, you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to go, holy fuck, you two are short to us. Yeah, probably. And we're just going to be like, wow. Wow. How's the weather up there? Tall people. Does the top of my head look weird? Yeah, man. Real strong feeling I'm about to find out. I got dandruff. You know, you know, they'll tell you. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they'll tell me. Oh, there was another thing in the in the body cam footage. He said that she was mad in the first place because he was too dirty like she was pissed off because he got like sand in the van and that's how the whole fight started that morning and what did she say Uh, the fight was about i don't think she said anything oh she said it was because he wasn't supporting her and she was stressed out and he was saying like you'll never do this basically like she's that sounds more reasonable than you got sand in my van while we're doing a cross-country trip and we don't have access to showers constantly that shit looked really expensive actually i would met i'd I'd be i'd be pissed too man take your fucking shoes off i imagine they have like a little mini vacuum you know i mean i i i don't think it was about sand in the van i don't she may have said it at one point i don't know that's what's what it stemmed from maybe yeah, who knows? I don't. I they both don't said know. different things, though. That's the thing. That's why you separate them and ask. Yeah. Police, not us. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Based on, like, the her passive aggression when it came to the granola, I'm not surprised. Or I wouldn't be surprised if she also was passive aggressive about dirt. And, like, if it, it probably did get on his nerves, it probably stuck out to him. And then maybe he started a fight because he was annoyed or I don't know possible they both started fights i don't it's so hard to say man it's possible both of them were kind of like instigators you know but honestly it seems like when she reacted she was reacting to like him pulling power moves or like threatening to leave her not threatening to leave her but like you know putting himself in a situation where he could leave and he knows realistically that that would give her anxiety and instigating things and sticking up for yourself is two very different things, you know, and to, to a narcissist, not saying anyone is, <laughs> you know, but 
to a narcissist that would come off as like you're insulting me because you're taking my power it definitely could yeah so that was all august 12th so big day holy shit it was so brian's last instagram post was august 13th so the next day and it was a it was a trip post it was them in the wild right uh and then the next update on them is night the august 19th when the channel was launched the next update is august 21st gabby talked to her father on the phone they needed a food delivery to a place that had no wi-fi due to a power outage and they were in salt lake city at the time and then gabby's last instagram post was august 25th which and it was about 45 minutes outside salt lake city so so the last communication that anyone received from gabby was august 27th um whether or not this actually came from her her mom doesn't thinks it's possible it didn't so she asked, she sent her okay. uh, her mom a text, her mom received a text, let's say, that Gabby's grandfather needed help with his phone because she, her phone was receiving his voicemails and missed calls. But in the text, it used her grandfather's first name, which her mother said she would, she never called him by his first name. So. Especially when you're talking to a family member, grandpa is grandpa. Yes. So to both people, you know, like now, now that my dad is a grandfather, not to my children, but to my, you know, to my niece and nephew, even I call him grandpa. Yeah, exactly. It's something to you, like, it's what you norm, what you do to get your kids used to saying it. Exactly. After I was born, my dad didn't have a name anymore. He was just dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or after my brother was born, cause he was born first, but either way. So it was unusual. Yeah, that seems fishy. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the phone was turned off. And so the reports are mixed here. Some say reports it was turned off for at least 15 days because that was just the timeline in between here. But uh, her, her mother had previously said that the last text she got was August 30th. And it read just, just this. It read, no service in Yosemite. Three days after the grandpa text. Yeah, which she thought was weird. Because typically Gabby would be in contact with her three times a week over FaceTime and she hadn't heard from her in, in like days and days. So she definitely, her gut was like that text definitely didn't come from her. But she, I don't know what happened with that after she stopped saying that after she instead switched to August 27th. The grandfather text was the last text she got. So don't know what happened there. Okay. Um, there was actually, as of today, this was just a couple hours ago, there is a new unverified report that says that the couple were seen in Jackson, Wyoming at a restaurant arguing on August 27th. Um, so according to the staff there, the woman was crying and the man appeared to be agitated. He was pacing in and out of the restaurant and he was being aggressive towards the staff. So this lines up because a woman on TikTok claimed No, that's not right. This lines up because there was a social media post um, from a completely unrelated family of vloggers that was traveling in that area and their video, they were driving down a road surrounded by trees and off on the side of the road, there was a white van pulled over and it was Gabby's van. And so this was right in the exact same area. So uh, it lines up. In Wyoming. Yes. 
it lines up they were right okay. in the same area and they uh this video was allegedly recorded around 6 p.m i don't know what time they were supposedly at the restaurant but this is a new report so and it's unverified this could just be them trying to get some free publicity for the restaurant but either way true but it sounds like if if that is true it sounds like the gabby and brian were on their way back then they'd be heading back east i don't know my states but if you say so that's interesting i'm gonna gonna take a look just to verify but go ahead um well we do know for sure that that's where they were they were in wyoming so um we'll get to why in a second but the next update is uh right so a woman released a video they would have been heading they would have been heading northeast so back towards florida or sort of in a circle uh actually towards minnesota so up towards canada but is that backtracking from where they were? Yes, they would have been going back east. So maybe they were coming circle. It's possible. Yeah, like a like doing the horseshoe. It's possible. That I hear is common. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, they definitely were in Wyoming. That is absolutely confirmed. And we know that I'll say in just a second. But the next um in the timeline, this update came like really recently but next in the timeline is august 29th a woman posted a video on tiktok claiming that she and her boyfriend picked brian up while he was hitchhiking on august 29th and he told them that he'd been camping alone for several days um like i said gabby was last seen officially on august 24th um if you discount this new um report but if she had been seen on the 27th that would be a couple of days at least that he would have been alone, but he wasn't dirty. Um, so they doubted that he'd been camping and he ended up getting really irate and just getting out of the car and leaving. So uh, out of nowhere or did something prompt him to she just said they was... ask him who he was? No, she just, I guess they, they had some, <clears throat> they had some questions about like he'd been camping. Um, he said he'd been with his girlfriend or uh, his fiance. But he hadn't been with his fiance for a few days now. He'd been camping alone. And I guess just the questions, the conversation wigged him out. And he he left and he was like, I'm going to find somebody else. Apparently, he was going to pay them like um, a lot of money, like 200 bucks to take him 10 miles. Whether like why he wanted to go those 10 miles or where he was going, I'm not really sure. But um, he was like grossly overpaying for it. It was it was strange. And something he could walk in a day, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. No, you know, knowing. He does yoga and shit. Or take the van that he had, he obviously had with him. So. Yeah. Possible. And then, Okay, so he was picked up in Wyoming as well. Hitchhiking in Wyoming as well. Uh, Yeah, he was hitchhiking in Wyoming. That's where they picked him up. Okay, and that's where they were going to give $200 for 10 miles, which is insane. That's an insane rate. It, it is, yeah. And I don't know if maybe he liked the van... He didn't want the van seen or he didn't want like to be tracked via the vehicle somehow, like by the police or something. He may have been paranoid. It's hard to say. Um, But either way, he was acting like very strange and erratically. According to this woman, um, you know, some people say she's just doing it for attention, that she never that this never happened. Uh, A body language expert does or a facial expression expert, I think he was, um, does say that all all the indications are that she's telling the truth. So I don't know. 
Okay. No pausing in her story. No, um, like just kind of rolls on. Exactly. He said something. He used the term, um, shoot, I can't remember what it's called, like lobbing or something. And it's like your story lobs oh. along uninterrupted on like a very even sort of no plateaus, no peaks, yep. just so I don't know whether she's telling the truth or not, but um, it would line up with the timeline. So September 1st, Brian returns home in Gabby's Ford Transit alone. So he has... Is this the van? Yeah, this is their van. This is her van. Yeah. He's back in Florida now alone with it. So we do know for sure that he had access to the van. So why is he hitchhiking? Weird. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a strange turn in the timeline. It's very weird. Okay. And okay. So that would, that would have been on the 27th. He was hitchhiking. Uh, 29th, right? 29th. She picked him up. Okay. And then he was already back in Florida by the first. Yeah. So I don't know if you know how long I didn't look it up. It didn't occur to me how long it would take to get from Wyoming to Florida. If you drive there, you can do it in two days alone. So that's what I guess what he did. Not in one for sure. Unless he just drove straight through. He drove or had to have drove as far as he possibly could before stopping for just a short period of time. That's definitely a two-dayer. It's tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an interesting aspect to this. Um, he hasn't actually been physically seen since September 1st either. He's released a statement through his lawyer, but no one has physically seen Brian since September 1st. Um, and Gabby's family, not even the lawyer that we know of, there's no proof that the lawyers physically seen him like press, uh, his sister says she hasn't seen him. Um, you know, basically only the parents and the lawyer really have any information, any, any possible information and they're tight-lipped. I smell bullshit. You too? probably all that bullshit in the air yeah it's definitely not my upper lip is that a is that a minnesota ism <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of dairy farms around so it's like what you know it stinks and then you know the farmer who doesn't smell a damn thing goes it's just your upper lip oh <laughs> that's kind of funny yeah yeah Fucking rednecks. <laughs> hey, I can say it. Most of them are my family. <laughs> hey, man, I say all kinds of shit about Alberta. Um, <laughs> true. Yeah. So, okay. So, Gabby's family, at least her father, he's really the one that's been like out there, like boots on the ground. Uh, he originally believed that he had abandoned her in Utah. Because the last update that they that they'd even had from her was in Utah, right? And that was a physical phone call to her dad for food delivery. Yes, so that's what they thought, right? And that's initially so he heard her voice. That's important. He did, yeah. And so they had no idea even where to where to start once they reported her missing on September 11th. Ten days later, they waited ten agonizing, undoubtedly agonizing days for her to follow him home, or at least call. 
and they finally reported her missing on September 11th. I personally think that that is a weird gap. I feel like I would have reported her missing much sooner, but they didn't know he'd come back because Brian's fucking family never picked up the goddamn phone. They'd known each other for six years. They were basically in-laws. They didn't pick up the fucking phone. That's very sus. That's bad. That is really bad. But uh, Gabby's dad said, in my books, they're worse than lying. They're just as complicit or something like that. And I completely agree. His family is. This is disgusting what they're doing. So her family had no idea even where to start looking for her. A human life. Gabby's life that mattered is gone. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. We don't know how. And it's not even about us. It's about her family. Her family deserves to know. They do. They and this is frustrating. Do. I can't. It's a frustrating to me. I can't even imagine how. Just. I mean, their hearts are shattered. It's scary, you know. Letting your kids go in the first place is scary. Even just, I'm sure they were just riddled with anxiety the day that she even left on the trip. And now, you know, not, not even to know where, not even to know what fucking state she's in, not like physical Mm -hmm. state, but actual like geographical state. They don't know. That's insane. In the age of cell phones, man, you know where your fucking kids are always. And she's 22. She's always on that thing. She's nobody turns she's, their phones off anymore. Yeah, exactly. And she's so involved. You know in how, you know how we used to say, yeah, we, you know how we used to say BRB for be right back. We don't say it anymore because we never leave it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man. BRB is gone. G2G too, man. It's yep. We don't go. We always here. We out here. <laughs> yeah. There is no going anymore. Connection is everywhere. They've yep. probably like rarely seen her without that goddamn phone in her hand since she was like, fuck, she's younger than me. So probably like 12. Yep. It would like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Like the internet is older than Gabby. <laughs> There's so much shit fucked up in the world right now. There is like so much being aware of everything that's going on in this entire world because of the internet and shit has made like just like a general mental health so bad. Like it's stressful. They had that clown as a president for a long time. The fucking like ISIS shit that's going on. Like the world sucks in so many ways and COVID. Let's mm-hmm. not forget. But the one guarantee yep. that people in this shitty fucking generation have is that you can always contact people. It is like the silver lining of this horrible fucking piece of history. But at least I always know that I can give my kids a call. Yep. And they didn't get that. That's all. What's left after that? Just fucking COVID and Trump and other bullshit. It's not fair. It's not. Not fair, Brian, you piece of shit. And if you're listening to this, go home. Be a man. Slap your mother and your father in the face for being dickheads. Go to prison. Yeah. Find yourself a nice husband. Tell us the story. Because. And apologize. Apologize to Gabby's family. Apologize to Gabby. Do the right thing. 
you bag of fuck. Do good, be good. I don't care if it was an accident. Period. I don't care. I really don't think that's what happened. But even if it is an accident, even if, you know, pretty much no matter what, any circumstance whatsoever that it could have been, it doesn't matter. You are a piece of shit right now for what you're doing to her family. Yep. If you genuinely care and worry about someone, you don't say stay tight-lipped about one, even their whereabouts, and two, what happened to them. And you don't take their and fucking why. car. Asshole. Yeah. It's not yours. Mm-mm. Learn this in kindergarten, dude. Yeah. Be better. Too late, man. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime, last time anyone physically saw Brian was September 1st. She's reported missing on September 11th. Brian declines to cooperate via his lawyer on September 14th. Gabby's uh, father, possibly whole family, but father for sure, released a statement on September 14th as well, begging him to just help. One of the things that her father said, um, this may have been later, but one of the things he said is, print out a map, draw a circle, and paper airplane it into my fucking yard. Just give me some place to start. I really like Gabby's father. What's his name? Joe. Joe. Joe Petito. You go, Joe. He's a good dad. He's a good dude. Huge You bush. are a damn good dad, Joe. You are a damn good dad. Don't ever forget that. Huge bush on Joe. Yeah, definitely. I damn. Just send me a fucking paper airplanes. Just so I know where my baby girl is. That's what my that's what my family calls me, you know. So that's a Dagger to the heart. My family calls me pickles. I like it. That's so cute. <laughs> Sorry. It's just very different. So tell me where my pickles pickles are. Tell me where my pickles are. <laughs> different vibe. Um anyone seen my pickles? Um, I wanted pickles or I didn't want pickles. That's even worse. Why? I'm nice. <laughs> okay, Celeste. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Every time I go to McDonald's, man, it hurts. <laughs> so as of September 15th, Brian is officially considered a person of interest, according to the FBI, because the FBI is involved in this fuckery. He is a person of interest. He sure is. He's not a suspect. He has been falsely reported as being the prime suspect, which he is not. He is a person of interest. Okay. But so here's where things get interesting. Despite constant press presence, literally constantly, they're camped outside his house. His parents said that he left with a backpack and only a backpack saying he was going for a hike. On September 14th. Okay. So it has now been six days. My shit at math. No, eight days. It's been eight fucking days. And he had a backpack of supplies, according to his folks. Yeah. Hmm. So um, 
his folks didn't call the police. First, first off, he's not dumb. This is not a dumb man because, uh, you know, not talking to the police is numero uno how to get away with murder. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. He's got a good lawyer. Yeah. And I mean, it is his constitutional right to keep fucking quiet. It's called pleading the fifth. He's absolutely doing what's best for him. He's doing what's best for him. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know what? The sad thing is, this is also the best thing that he could possibly do if he was innocent, which I'm sure he's not. Yeah. Which sucks. You know, you're fucked if he's you do, only keeping him. If you don't, I feel like if if you're innocent, uh, like I didn't even know. You know, kind of, he knows the law, which makes me feel like he's maybe run into it once before, because you don't really know what's up until you've been through it once before. You know, at least or. Court-ordered anger management always recommends yoga for self-regulation. Okay. Good to know. So, um, yeah, so he goes missing. He's gone eight days, right? He's with his single backpack of supplies. He says that where he is going is the Carlton Reserve. That's where he's going hiking. Carlton Reserve this time of year is most of it is about waist high with water and it is infested with snakes and alligators this is fucking florida mosquitoes and mosquitoes don't get me started on the fucking mosquitoes yeah james said it's uh really not nice there it's real humid it's not fun you will you will be like uh, my husband is from florida so Mm -hmm. he's like this is you would need a lot of water, and that's not water you want to drink out there. It's all swampland or marshland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I don't think you want to stick your hand in it just in case there maybe a small dinosaur type figure. There's working. alligators in just... every 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 body of water has alligators in it. Toilets, alligators. Sewers, alligators. Ponds, alligators. Potholes, alligators. All right, and it's, potholes it's are bad strange because. Yeah, and like it's strange because you know alligators are like they can hang out below water for a long, long time, and the reason that they are the color that they are is because their um ha- like surrounding color has never changed. It's always been that kind of foresty green, um, so they haven't really had to evolve too much. And plus, that that water they're in is so swampy and full of moss that it itself is green. So they just you can't even see them half the time and they just grab you yeah and it's got a ton of floating debris so even if they do happen to be chilling out near the surface good luck telling them apart from everything else yep they're perfectly designed to snatch like literally anything a couple years ago at fucking disneyland florida some dumbasses let their fucking toddler play in a fucking marsh or whatever outside their resort and fucking alligator made off with it the saddest shit ever idiots i'm I, i'm assuming the child is he no is, longer he with is us. deceased as far as i know never recovered but jesus christ man rule number one in the parenting handbook don't let your toddlers play near alligators 
Mm-hmm. Oh, an alligator can eat a goat hole. So a four-year-old? Good riddance. He wasn't even four. He was like two, man. Oh, I'm sorry. He's an appetizer to an alligator. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, didn't even have to chew. Oh, God. Yeah, fucking Florida, man. But mm-hmm. that being said, a lot of the resorts are all inclusive, so I get it. Yeah. The nightlife in Miami is supposed to be pretty sick, but also full of rapists. You you cannot go alone, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice place. Um, that's why my mother-in-law wants to leave it and come to the tundra. <laughs> yeah, man, coming out in minus 40, there's no fucking alligators here. And you're far enough south that you don't have polar bears either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have moose. <laughs> That's the most dangerous thing we've got here. Yeah, they're not going to fuck and you. And you can see them coming for three days. And they don't eat meat. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll fuck you up, though, if there's a cub. Yeah, but you deserve around. it. It won't be because they're hungry. It'll be because you're being a fuckhead. <laughs> or in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, yes that you're right. happen sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? Not run, because they are fast. Yeah, surprisingly fast, considering how awkward they look. They look like they yep. should fall over. They're so fucking top-heavy. They make no sense. They look like they should literally, like, uh, you know, kind of face plant and have their butts in the air half the time. Like Max in the Grinch when he puts the antler on him. Yes. Literally, that <laughs> this is, is how we graze. Like. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm surprised they don't graze with their fucking feet in the air. <laughs> like dumb little Pomeranians that pee like that. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> they pee doing handstands. And if that's not weird enough, moose can oh, swim. My mom has like, two Pomeranians. Really well. You wouldn't Dang, think so. aren't they like I'm pretty sure they nearly weigh a ton. Oh yeah, they're heavy as bucks. <gasps> oh they can swim super well hmm interesting i know well i guess good for around here well a lot of a lot of water yeah it's unnerving though you know if i go for a dip in the river i'm like ah beavers uh i don't really want to run into a fucking moose but the good news is no i couldn't i was gonna say the good news is i think i could outswim a moose but no fuck that no i can't that's not happening (laughs) yeah they're fast i don't know how i have no idea how they're built that way i guess yeah they're they defy all like i they must be full of helium (laughs) maybe they are aliens they are balloons richard if he's listening to this just got so fucking erect (laughs) <laughs> god damn it okay where are we at here so yeah okay so he leaves with his backpack of supplies this is like really really not good terrain he's apparently been out there for eight days his folks didn't call the police for three days despite knowing that he apparently went out to this marshland with like no supplies to hike so that is oh and it's florida so like i think anyone can like walk around with a gun on their hip so he probably had access to weapons 
It's true, but there is okay, like there is no fucking way he got out of that house, like without somebody seeing him to go hiking. Oh yeah, you said reporters are like barricading. They're camped out in front of his house for sure. There's no. And is it was it just civilians too that are just like tell us yeah oh yeah they're for sure there are lots of people out there just screaming tell us what happened tell us what happened to gabby tell us what happened to gabby at the parents too the fbi um collected his parents and there was a lot of people out there screaming at him so um but yeah so the the okay public story was that he was at home with his folks there's no way it didn't happen he wasn't there um when the FBI was there on September 20th collecting evidence, they towed his, his silver Ford Mustang and they sold, they, they took a bunch of cardboard boxes full of evidence. Uh, and he couldn't have possibly left the house without being seen. So he was never there. The lawyer okay. probably had him hold up somewhere else would be my guess. And um, yeah, the parents just didn't want to deal with it, I guess. But I still huh. think he's dead. But uh, likely, I, I just feel like it's really unlikely he wouldn't have been seen by now unless he was literally in a safe house. But why would like nobody's going to give him a fucking safe house, man? Right. And I mean, he had I, in order to have this happen so quickly, like go into hiding and no one see him like he had to have been on the phone on his way. Like while he was driving, setting this shit up. Yeah. Um, maybe it's hard to say. There uh, apparently, especially if he never went home. Yeah, we don't have any information about his text or anything, though. Like nothing. All we have is the information from the van that, um, from Gabby's text. That's how they collected her information. Was from the the onboard system on the van because her phone was linked to it. So, well, we know he's lawyering up somehow. Yeah, he's and it's. Not by snail mail. I don't know, man. Wouldn't have happened that fast. I don't know how they could have managed to hide him for this long. Right? Right. It's weird to me. But Mm -hmm. so I feel like. I feel like his parents think they know where he is, but that's probably not where he actually is because like you're not. It's not going to last, man. It doesn't matter what you do at this point. You're not going to be able to stay hiding forever. You just you can't do it. I think, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think he's, I think he checked out, but we'll if, find out. Yeah. If someone is hiding him, like they have a very, very callous soul. Well, they just won't turn him in. Birds of a feather. Sure. Sure. You're right. You're right. Yep. So, um, Gabby's body is finally found. On September 19th. Okay, so this was just a, a few days ago. Uh, and her body was found at a remote campsite in the Bridger Teton? Bridger Teton? Bridger Teton? I don't know. Uh, National Forest in. I think it's I think it's Teton. Teton? Okay. So at a remote mm-hmm. campsite in the Bridger Teton National Forest in Jackson, Wyoming, where the restaurant was. That being said, this report came out today. She was found three days ago. So obviously they know where her body was. Oh. So. Okay. A little more of a grain of salt, I think. Sure. But um, 
Why is this relevant? Why is this relevant? This is relevant because uh, they found her there because of that video I mentioned where the family of vloggers passed the van. They found her not far from where that family was when they passed the van. That's how they narrowed down the search. No fucking thanks to the laundry family. Wow. So this is just from people who had heard the story and gave the only tiny little bit of information that they had. See, this is why we're talking about this. Any little tiny piece of information could be, you know, the, what, what's that saying? The straw that broke the camel's back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could be that. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently this family posted it to social media and then somebody in their social circle was like, like, you should, you should give this video over to the FBI that looks a lot like this van. And they did. And that's how they found her. And so fucking quickly too. exact van. I mean, what would have happened 20 years ago? You know, before, so before the, the virality of social, I don't even think that's a word, but you know, before social media, what like they may have never found her body. I mean, they might have. This was a campsite, so people did know about it and people did go there. But still, maybe 20 years ago it wasn't. Now that nowadays there's so many goddamn people in the fucking world that they've made like all of nature a campsite, right? Campgrounds used to be pretty small, actually. Right. So well, and 20 years ago, they probably would have saw the van, thought nothing of it because they didn't hear the story. And then who knows how long or how much time would pass before the body is found. And then we could end up with not a intact body. It's amazing. With literally, literally no information, literally no information. They found her in less than a month and like 10 days from when she was even reported missing. Not even 10 days, like eight days. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. So that's awesome. (laughs) That honestly is really awesome. Awesome job, internet. You did something good for once. Well, uh, don't fuck with cats. That was like all about people on the internet, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, although that being said, they gave a lot of credit where credit was not due. They wouldn't have found him if not for that one anonymous guy that was like, it's this guy. And they were like, aha, we're not on the fucking trail. (laughs) But we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this is, this is, comes from this video, right? So we know that she was there August 27th. And so it is most likely that she has been there since then, since mm. August 27th. Mm. Um, so that's really it. As far as updates today, we know they search the Carlton reserve all day for Brian with divers and boats and shit. And they've sent dogs and all, all that kind of stuff out there. Um, search came up empty again. It's done for done for the day. Um, he has apparently there's a lot of, of of false tips in situations like this, but there has been eyewitness reports of him being in that area. Um, some say he was acting erratically and stuff like that. And then there was one um, one report that he was caught on security footage hiking uh, in that area, but uh, that wasn't him. They followed up on it. So anyone who's not up to date, it was not him. There is still no confirmed sightings of him whatsoever since September 1st. Physically, no one has seen him since September 1st. That's the update at this point. 
We're waiting for a cause of death. We don't know. It has officially been ruled a homicide, though, if I didn't say that. If the autopsy confirms this is a homicide. She did not die naturally. But no cause of death, no location on Brian. So we're just going to have to keep an eye out for it. It's just one of those stories that get you, you know, makes you count your blessings. Every single one of them. It is shocking how quickly this story has developed. Mm-hmm. it's like a, a real statement about like the internet and and the power of people when they all band together and a lot of the stories that are coming out right now are women talking about their their experiences with abusive partners and domestic violence and they're talking about how this story reminds them of what could have happened to them if if they hadn't escaped you know and yep. people will be hope it'll be a beacon of of hope for women who are currently in a situation like this to you know maybe a wake up call or something because yeah this story definitely you know reminds me how close I did come to this similar fate but you know I I just so happened to have somebody that I trusted wholeheartedly that you know what. What happened was I told someone, I finally told someone and it went from there, you know? And like I said, like, I didn't know I was being abused until, I don't know, after the stalking stopped. (laughs) Um, But like, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Take your time. Um, what was I gonna say? Should have written this down. Oh, I did, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, what actually took me to, you know, tell tell my friend that I was going to end the relationship and that I just needed her to be there. So that until he left, so that I could make sure that it all happened and I was safe, um, was I found him literally cuddling with a meth pipe, like on the couch. I'm just like, didn't know you're doing drugs. And it's so fucked up because everyone else did. And they didn't tell me. Like all of our friend circles knew that he was back on drugs or whatever he was clean for like 10 years or so he says I don't believe a word of any of it anymore but um and of course he pinned it on his friend he's like oh I'm just holding it for my friend thinking that I was still stupid and I'm like no this is not your friends and to confirm it I'm going to call him right now so I'm like hey he threw you under the bus is this yours and he's like no absolutely not I don't know what he's talking about And then, you know, it was, oh, please don't leave me. I'm so sorry. I fucked up. I didn't mean to. And I'm like, no, like, no, this is not happening. And I had to go to work that day. And while I was at work, I was getting all these messages from him, like nonstop saying how I need to be there for him while he struggles. And I'm like, oh, so you're admitting you have a problem. And he was like, no, I'm not saying that. And I was like, okay, 
So I went and talked to my supervisor. I was like, listen, I, I have something I need to take care of and it's going to take a few days. And I was open and honest. I was like, this is just what I'm dealing with right now. And it's important that it, it gets done right away. Cool. Um, so I called my friend on my way and I was like, uh, pineapple, that was our safe word. And she's like, it's 30 below. I was like, you're damn right. It's 30 below. Let's do this. So, uh, I just parked outside, waited for her to get there. We walked in together and basically I told him, I was like, yeah, it's time to go. And he was just like, you're kidding, right? You're kidding. I was like, no, I'm not. And like, he got up, like he was going to come at me. And then my friend came in right behind me and he just stopped and started, started unplugging his shit. He took, he even took the food out of the fridge and pantry. Like he left me with nothing. So, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, take it all, dude. I want to live a good life. And I'm going to do that without you. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the end of him. No, absolutely not. He stalked me for about three months after until he found a new victim who was, again, 21. And he was how old at this time? 32. 31. That's fucking gross. So no matter how old he gets, they will always be 21. Yuck. Or around there. Yeah, and I was actually this dude's babysitter before, uh, like, we started dating or whatever. Um, And I I babysat their kid for a couple years. So a lot of things happen to, like, escalate to the point where, like, you know, he was giving me rides home. And telling me like, oh yeah, I'm having problems with uh, the mother of his child, you know, because they were still together and stuff. And uh, you know, like I'm just consoling him because I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, like I'm I'm only like 17, so I don't I don't have any advice for you. But you know, that led into goodnight kisses. That led into I kind of like you. I mean, of course they uh, the they had separated he and his the mother's child had separated by this point but i was still babysitting so it was pretty weird yeah he was grooming pretty you weird yes yes and this is all things that i've worked out in therapy so i've accepted it i got angry about it and now i'm just in the i hold a lot of contempt like it was really unfair of you know at the time i was robbed of the experiences i was robbed of um the love I was robbed of. So there's just a lot of things I wish I could have that I will never have, but. Were you attracted to him before he started grooming you and giving you attention that way? It just seemed like a weird old guy to you. Um, he seemed like a cool guy. Like he was a rocker and stuff. Like he played drums had a lot of tattoos, dyed his hair, crazy colors, stuff like that. I was at a mohawk. He yeah. was like cool. How much older know? than you was he? Seven, uh, eight years. Yeah, he shouldn't seem cool to you. And I shouldn't seem cool to him. No, you should seem you should seem juvenile and uninteresting to him. Oh, I was so interesting to him. He wanted to know everything about me, but that was for his own cruel intentions. Yeah, so that he could use it against you. Yep. And he sure did. 
He did it well. That sucks. Is he? It sucks even more that he's got a kid. Yeah, and he has. He's no. Isn't was never part of his life. Um, like after the separation. Yeah, like great fucking. We example. we never had that kid. Yeah, like that kid was never at our house. Which is brutal, right? He stays because at the grandmother's house. The kids gets he gets used to having him in his life, and then he he also gets used to having you in his life. You know, but you know whether or not mm-hmm. that was like just another person that he didn't want to like share you with. Now that he's like fixated on you. Yeah. Like what a piece of shit. To do. Yeah, that. and and oh man. It was parties every night. Like we we lived in a trailer house and it was just fucking trashed all the time because he would just invite this was before I was 21. So like I couldn't even be at the bar, but he would bring the entire bar over for an after party and we'd be partying till like 5 a.m. every fucking night. You know, of course it escalated to this, you know, like a year or two after like we had one good summer together. And the rest was shit. The rest was just fucking bullshit. And of course, I didn't know because I was young and naive and thought we were having fun. It got really serious faster than I even knew it was happening. And, you know, I was just confused most of the time um, and numb from the, the drinking. We drank a lot. But like the most fucked up thing that I can like recall is like when I finally started breaking away and like I'm like I'm gonna live a normal life like I'm gonna go to bed at a certain time and I'm gonna like wake up and like start a routine you know like normal adults do and I remember I like woke up one morning and he and his fucking friend are snorting coke off my fucking kitchen table and I'm like okay I just like hand them both a Lysol and cleaning rag and I'm like, get that shit off because I got to go wake up your child and feed him cereal at this table in five minutes. What the fuck is going on? You know, and he was losing control. He knew it. Things started escalating even more. I was getting hit a lot more. Um, he would sleep with knives and blades and things like that to keep me scared and keep me where he wanted me. Um, yeah, he was a blade guy for sure. Thank God he wasn't a gun guy. Survived a couple stab wounds, flesh wounds, not straight blade, just like sliced. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, this is, this is absolutely maddening and I can't, I don't know what brought me here. I don't know how I got here but I know it needs to end and I know I don't want to lose my life. I just want to lose you, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fucked up that like in his mind, the first thing he was going to do that day, the first thing his mind said to him was kill her or hurt her, incapacitate her at least. I mean, he stood up. He was, you know, when, when you've been with someone that long, you can tell, you can see the look in their eyes. Yeah. And it was there for a split second until my friend came in right behind me. You know, it was almost like she was like my armor. And it just so happened to happen at the 
best and worst time because he did stalk me for quite a long time. And I had my friend, uh, my best friend moved in with me with her five-year-old child at the time. And um, I was in the back room with my rebound boyfriend. Um, (laughs) And we were just talking and it was a nice summer night. We had the windows open, we were talking. And then like my, my cat, Polly, she was in the window, like chirping. You know how cats like see something and then they're like da, 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 and make weird noises. I'm like, oh, there's probably a squirrel in the tree or something. And then I hear, hey, Tally, can we talk from outside? While you're in the room with a with a guy that you're seeing. Yep. Yep. Dude, I'm surprised he didn't get I... up and fucking punch a hole through your ex's face. That's fucked oh, up. It, it, that wasn't the end of it. So I was like, I looked right at the guy that I was with and I was like, we need to lock everything. So I flew to the front door, flew and locked it. And as soon as I hit the lock, the door handle started jiggling. And then he started pounding on the wall. And my best friend's daughter is asleep on the couch, like five feet from the door. And he's yelling from outside my ex. He's yelling. He's going, I will kill all of you one by one until Tally has no one left. So it, he meant, he meant my goddaughter too. What the fuck? He meant everyone. So he was threatening children's lives, people's lives. He doesn't even know my best friend who he knew very well because he knew that that's what, that's what would hurt me the most. He knew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That was crazy. And I, I fly into my friend's room because she's asleep in, in the spare room. And I'm like, he's here. He's here. He's here. She gets up. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> she just gets up. She's like, all right, let's go. She picks up a crossbow, aims it at the door and says, let him in. You had to be tempted, man. You had to be tempted to open that fucking door. I was very <laughs> tempted. Oh, I was so tempted. Like, I'm pretty sure I even like put my hand out a little bit, but I was like, no, nah, he'll go away. He'll go away. You know, and like, we call the police because he's threatening. You know, he's saying that he's going to kill everyone. And by the time the cops get there, he's long gone. But every single tire on every single vehicle in my driveway was stabbed. Yeah, he's a blade guy. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. men who are obsessed with blades, um, it's because they're phallic and they have erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So, because, like... You're not wrong. Stabbing is, like, fucking, but you can't fuck, so you stab stuff. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. And he actually did like run to one of his friends' house and told him told them exactly what he did and they did nothing about it. I'm shocked. Nothing. What did I say? Birds of a feather? Yep. Yeah. Wow, your friend sounds cool, man. Why isn't she the been on the, one with show? the crossbow? Yeah, why isn't she been on the show? She sounds awesome. <laughs> she has five kids, but I'll get her on. So she listens. bring them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give a fuck. Sure. I'll get her on. 
I'll get her on for sure. She is cool as fuck. You would love her. She sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I would be a mm-hmm. fucking bitch about it, man. If somebody, if I was in that situation, man, I don't have a crossbow though. If I had a crossbow, <laughs> I think things would be a little different. I might have the yeah. same attitude, but all I have is like a big ass hammer. My arms are only so long. If I had a range weapon, I'd like to believe that I'd be that cool. Also a crossbow. That's so sick, man. Fucking vampire mm-hmm. hunter. Yeah. She is cool as fuck. <laughs> She's really cool. Uh, That's sick, man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so moral of the story, crossbows are cooler than knives. Yeah. Definitely. And like you're such a pussy if you've got to use a knife like good lord yeah just cut a bitch with your words like we do yeah pussy exactly or just you know leave people the fuck alone i guess you could do that but i would be hypocritical of me (laughs) yeah i was definitely angry about that fucking situation yeah and it's like it's so different from from this story but there are so many parallels which is fucked up Mm -hmm. like there are so many ways a relationship can be abusive that doesn't look the same way on paper like right but like it seems like all the education about it is like narrow-minded like there's this picture of like an abusive relationship that you probably learned and so that's why you were like i'm not being abused and probably mm-hmm. like, you know, speculating based on what my my opinion is on this, that Gabby never learned. And 22, man, is so fucking young. She could have gotten clarity at 25 that she's never had before and turned it all around. You know, it doesn't actually seem like either of them, like they both could have probably had normal, happy lives, but together it was just like the worst thing for both of them. Like, because he could just like develop and nurture this seed of being a fuckhead that was in him. And she was, you know, I don't know exactly what it was about her. She could, she could lash out the way that she did when she was anxious or stressed. And then it could be used against her instead of somebody like, you know, gently, teaching her over time to self-regulate in those moments right and if you're someone who practices yoga you might have insight on some of those techniques yeah well maybe ronnie mcnutt had insight into mental illness and he still blew his brains out in front of a bunch of people so yeah that's true insight isn't the same as appreciation that's true I mean, Gabby could have gained clarity at 23 like I did. You know, I was I was 23 and I was like, enough is a fuck enough. Yeah, because it was and around the same I, age, right? That she, she started seeing uh-huh. him. Yeah. So definitely she could have learned new things about herself and traveling. That's another thing too. traveling is supposed to like open your mind in a way where you're like meeting new people. But it seems like at no point on this entire trip did they ever meet any new people. It was all them. That's strange. All the time. And you know what? I'm I'm just thinking now, maybe she was gaining clarity on that trip and he was losing control. And it is the 
exact moment that the abuser loses control, that the victim is in the most dangerous time. Absolutely. That is when they are the most likely to be hurt is when they are either losing, when the abuser is losing control or the victim is actively leaving. And this, these are things that I didn't know. I didn't even know when I was leaving. All I knew was I was not safe. Even her life. I at least had the head to do that, but I wasn't alone. I was in the town that I've lived in my whole life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't over there in Washington or Utah, you know? Yeah. And like even her social media followers could have been threatening to him. Like just from doing this podcast, you know, like our we've connected with so many people, so many listeners. We've connected with each other and our guests. And we've had all of these like meaningful conversations entirely remotely and separate from each other through social media, through our content, through what we were putting out into the world, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. uh, like the, the, the interactions that we have are meaningful, you know? So if she's, if they're sitting there together and she's on her phone all the time, like I could see that being, you know, like, like, like she's ignoring and she's potentially. Yep. And she's potentially interacting with other men. Well, just, you know, commenting on her stuff. She's a pretty you know. girl. She absolutely had a bunch of weird dudes in her, yep. in her DMs, in her comment sections. Like a hundred percent, that happened. Yep. So and there, I mean, you you can message back. Thank you. You know, if if you feel comfortable with the compliment that you've received and you want to text back, you have every right to fucking do so, and you have every right to ignore whoever you want. Mm-hmm. It's just don't hurt people. Yeah. And on that same vein, you also have every right to be jealous. Jealousy isn't, you know, it's not a choice. People are jealous involuntarily. And it is absolutely your right to be jealous. But the fact is, if you can't have a mature conversation where you both come out on the other end willing to compromise, then you shouldn't be together in the first place. Yep. Some women like, like a guy years. who is obsessively jealous. Not like obsessively jealous, but you know, some guys like a guy who's jealous. Yeah. But you have He's- to think like relationship stages, you know, that jealousy shit goes away in the first one to two years in a mature relationship. And also in a mature relationship, you are okay with being two individual people, not one synced human. You don't become one person just because you're dating someone or want to marry them. That's just not how it goes. And that is so childish and immature to even expect of someone. Yeah, it's not the way that it should be, but it seems like that is where things were going with them. It was literally them and no one else. I, yep. Yep. With the posts and their pictures, like. It seems like they looked for the most remote places. They did. And I totally get the appeal. I don't know about that restaurant story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, in. um... I feel like they spent most of their time alone. And because of that, I don't think he would cause a scene in public like that. He would do it once I got to the van. Mm, I'm not 100% sure. I don't feel like the restaurant story is, is makes sense anyway, personally. Like the timeline is just too coincidental, you know? I mean, find me a patron 
that'll corroborate that story. Like it's, Hey man, it's social media. If somebody, somebody at that restaurant is online, probably somebody at the restaurant is following this case. Show me a patron that corroborates this story. And then we'll talk. It's just your staff right now. Yeah. I think you just want your name, your, your restaurant's name in the newspapers a little bit and to capitalize on, you know, maybe, well, not maybe, not maybe this is going to happen. Somebody eventually following the Gabby Petito murder trail. It's going to happen. Yep. I'm, is, I'm sure there's already people on it. This is what people do. So yeah. I don't think it happened. I think it's, I think it's too late in the game. If it had happened before a body was discovered, maybe. If it, if, if it happened, it would have been reported immediately. With all know? the coverage on this case, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. this isn't... I don't know. How long, is, how long has this been in media now? Like, 10 days-ish? A month. Ish? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where'd you go? That was bad. You ghosted me. I don't know. The Zoom just closed. Yeah, what? That was weird. Hmm. Uh, my cat did jump up though, so he might have just knocked something loose. You have to put tin foil around for a while. <laughs> Is Tato this time? Actually, he just wanted to look out the window. Oh. Um, but yeah, like I think Naturally. in the last ten days, if they made enough of an impression, this would have come up a lot sooner. Like it's a restaurant; they have yeah. the news on and shit all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. That being said, I still don't understand why everyone's so obsessed with this case. It is an interesting, sort of interesting case, I guess, but I don't understand why it is, like, universally, like, endearing. Probably because how unexpected the whole layout and unfolding happened. And like I said, like they were doing the damn thing. They were doing the thing that most 20 somethings desperately want to do. Yeah. You know, and TikTok, TikTok is huge. She probably had a TikTok, you know, mm. followers on there. Um, yeah. It has had know. a lot of twists and turns too. Like it seems like mm-hmm. even if you just like happen to glance over it, like the next day there was some new big development. Like it seems like every day there's something new. By the hour. Yeah. And so it makes it really easy to follow too. And it probably comes up in conversation and then other people start following it. So I guess I get it, but it's. um And the police video, there's police footage. And the 911 call you know? was just released like yesterday. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, things unfolded the way they did and you know captured the ears and eyes of many and plenty but yeah yeah media frenzies do take their toll it'll reach somebody i can't even imagine yeah i can't even imagine what the what gabby's folks are going through right now well i think that her father is probably operating on pure rage at this point Mm -hmm. i imagine he spends his time plotting I don't blame him one bit. Not one bit. So, you know, I don't, I'm, we'll see where this goes, man. I got it. I'm, I'm really interested in how this criminal case will go. I mean, if, if, if Brian did die, it did kill himself, is dead, whatever. And he's potentially never found. Like, where can this go man i mean yes on the one hand like 
he is he can't be held accountable for his crimes but like his parents are so left with the burden i don't know i mean at this point i feel like i'm not even gonna call it a burden because i mean somebody raised that man they didn't pick up the fucking phone that yep. bothers me so much that they didn't and they're just still not all like that's yeah. horrible like so what like uh no it's not a so what you have to stand by your children i get it i get it and that's gotta suck for them they know that their lives are over now yep and it's and if 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 Brian died, the Petito family is never going to get their justice. Like it's, especially if he went on his own terms. Fuck that. Then everything is in his control. That's the that worst. Fucking bastard. That's the worst. Absolutely. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve things to be his way. No. And Gabby deserves justice. We'll because see. somebody killed her. Yeah. I'm. I don't know, man. I don't know if they'll end up releasing cause of death because they don't always. But maybe. Sure. That'll be up to the family, I'm sure. Well, I guess I, I, guess I don't know. I don't know how it works anymore. I think the dad would want it released probably because cause of death is going to light a fire under people's asses, especially if she was you know, choked or something like that. It'll light mm-hmm. a, a fire under people's asses to find the bastard. That's my guess. That's my guess. Me too. Me too. Someone said that the most common way for someone to take back control is by choking. Yep. Yeah. Which is I've been strangled in front of people a few times. So like it wasn't hidden what I was going through, you know, just it was never spoken about outwardly. And it was mind you fucking business when shit went, you know, shit went down in public. That's so insane to me. Depriving someone of air. Of depriving someone of something they need to live. Like that is insane to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, re- I not recently, but uh, I don't know. Four years ago or so, I went to the county fair. <laughs> and this is like, uh, you know, this is a couple years. Like I've been with my husband you know boyfriend at the time for quite a while by this point and I went with a friend and we met up with her brother and he's like oh hey you're that girl I watched get choked out right and I was just like oh my fuck I'm gonna go home yeah it's like yeah thanks for helping yep thanks for standing there watching that's exactly what I wanted to say but glad I made an impression on you yep Enough of an impression that you remembered it so you knew it was wrong. Yep. Yep. I'm just like, God, I hope that never happens again. So I'm going to change my entire image. Yeah, well, I mean, you've come a long way since then. I have. Thank you for noticing. You look a lot different. I I didn't know you then, so I I can't say that your personality is a lot different, but I'm like sure your personality is a lot different. It's probably like dealing with I'm just a lot person. smarter. Yeah, I'm a lot smarter and a lot calmer. Yeah, like you're more thoughtful. Yes. Yeah. And I have a lot of empathy for, you know, a lot of people who probably don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, like people who go throwing other people's property around. I'm like, that's something wrong with you, you know? 
I, I feel sorry for you. you. Should get help. Maybe. I can see that. You know, like I just don't even react to things hardly ever anymore. You know, I'm hyper vigilant as hell, and and uh, I did develop severe uh, paranoid personality disorder, um, which isn't treatable by pill. Um, and so far they don't think it's curable, but it is treatable with therapy. So that's where I'm at doing great. I go once a week. We were doing twice a week for quite a while, but she, she's like, you're, we can go down to once a week so you can have fun with your new hobby as a podcaster. She's very proud of me and us. She listens. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> she knows everything. It's fine. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, you know what? Yeah. I think we're all flattered that your therapist hasn't told you to cut any of us out of your life. So that's good. That must mean no, we're yeah, doing she, something right. She loves all you guys. Good. Yeah. Take that, haters. A medical professional yeah. doesn't think that we're bad influences. Y'all can fuck off. No, she thinks I'm the bad influence. On us? No, I'm just kidding. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. guys thanks so much for listening head on over to our facebook and instagram to join in on the conversations about all things unethical just search unethical podcast you can also find us on patreon where you can get access to all of our super awesome content uncut videos of our discussions and early release of all the episodes we are adding fun stuff all the time so you should definitely come and check it out thanks again we appreciate all of you Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Baby, I got your money. Hey, dirty.